Do you feel like you're a little intimidated when it comes to finances? Have you ever felt scared to look at your bank account? Do you even know what the Bible says about money? Or is it just what you've heard talked about money? So uh, Leanna and I are real passionate about this topic. And, um, you know, for most of you listening, um, if you think this is going to be another like get out of debt episode, we've already talked about that. Uh, in season one, episode seven, so you can go back and listen. We're real excited to dive into this uh, money topic. We've been looking forward to this for a year now, um, and we hope that you learn, and we're going to learn as well. Um, So see you on the other side. Welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. Figuring out your God-given mission does not have to be complicated. Rather, it is simple. Hosted by us, David and Leanna, we seek to equip others to know the Bible in order to grow closer to God, while we share about our life living for Christ. Ultimately, we filter complicated topics through the simple lens of the gospel. So, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, you guys. Yes, David um, introduced the episode, and we are going to talk about money, but if you were like me a few years ago, or even still now, um, I would probably just stop this episode and just, like, not listen to this. (laughs) But um, I have been learning a lot more about finances and money and what God has to say in the Bible about money and how we should view money, and so don't clicked out of this episode just listen and um, I promise that if I can learn then you can too as well so just that little encouragement for you (laughs) yeah so we know that like you know money can be difficult sometimes hard to understand it can be tangly it can be confusing and you know but that's kind of I mean most of us maybe don't even want to dwell on money for more than five minutes you know a month and so you know but we see money and finances as simple Um, But it's what we want to do basically in this episode and in this season is to try to help you take out the fear of dealing and viewing with money and like what to do with it and like how to do basically like being financially uh, literate and and financially educated on it. So that's we're going to start that and then the rest is up to you to continue you your education, but we want to plant that seed, you know, because we we do feel like finances and money is simple, um, but we want to break it down and help you to understand it uh, more along the lines of like what the Lord wants us to learn from it as well. Yeah, and one thing to uh, point out is today we're going to talk about how we should view our money and our resources, our wealth and all of that, and then Later on, in a different episode, we're going to talk about how to manage it. So, if you're really wondering, oh, I want to learn about how to manage it. I already know how I view it, but, you know, how do I manage the money that I have? Um, We're going to talk a lot more about that in the next one. So, Yeah, so, you know, um, so be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Whenever we, you know, first got married, uh, Leanna and I, we we started talking about finances a little bit, you know, as most, I'm sure newlyweds do. And uh, (laughs) Leanna used to tell me like, Oh, like I don't really like it. And I just really don't like money and I don't really want to talk about it. But you know, she was willing to learn a little bit and listen, but you know, as the few years went by, it became more of like, okay, like I understand it now. Like, you know, I would show her some stuff like, okay, like, 
you know, like, let's, let's talk about it more. And so we started to talk about it more. Um, but you know, within several months of being married, actually, we had a really big kind of blockade wall in front of us. And that was our debt, uh, mainly credit card debt. And so we, we had to get a plan. We had to get a plan fast on how to tackle this. Uh, and it, you know, and we, we actually tackled it, um, with the grace of God in only six months. So it was a really big miracle and it was amazing (laughs) how it all happened, but you can listen to that all, like I said, in episode seven. Um, but Leanna, like, tell us a little bit about your history with money and I'll tell you, you all about my history. So for me, it's very minimal and small, (laughs) so I mustn't have a lot to say. Um, it seems like... When I was growing up, my parents really wanted to make sure that my sister and I never had to worry about money and taking care of the house, you know, in terms of, like, providing and stuff. Not taking care of the house, like, you know, doing housework and stuff. But um, they just wanted to make sure we felt safe and secure. So they never really told us about any money issues or money problems, but... At the same time, I feel like I, like, looking back, I feel like I wish I asked more questions. Like, if I had a question about, you know, having a debit card and stuff like that, all I know is that everyone said having a credit card was bad. It was evil. Don't get a credit card. <laughs> um, and so that's, that's pretty much all I knew about money. Um, but in uh, high school and college, even in college, um, every finance class that or budgeting class that I was in, like, it just seemed like, it was just so boring, it was so pointless, and everyone, and the teacher, even the teacher, didn't even seem to care, or wanted us to have more financial knowledge, and have a better mindset on our money, and how to handle it, and view it, and, um, but I did know about Dave Ramsey, because of my church, they did a whole financial peace university like package. I don't know what it's called, a video package there. And my parents were really affected by that, and they were really um taking in some of his like advice and wisdom about how to you know tackle um all of your debt and how to handle your money, how to view money, and uh, like save you money, all that stuff, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Um, so because I knew about him and I knew that, oh, debt is bad, that, that, I feel like that was the only thing that I had in my mind of that is how money is and that's it. Like, I, I didn't know about, you know, buying stocks and, um, retirement and <laughs> a bunch of things I'm still learning right now. Um, like real estate and just investing stuff. Like, I didn't know you, you could invest and get your money back in a few years. Like, I thought that was a sin and <laughs> I thought that was evil. Um, and I think that was something that was built up in my own mind. Not because of something that people told me or my family told me. I think it was more of like, oh, well, if the Bible says you're not supposed to love money then you're not supposed to invest your money so you can get a lot of money back, you know? So, and also Jesus did say, you know, give all that you have, uh, all your possessions and your material stuff that you have and follow me. So I think in my mind, 
I had it twisted with money, like money is evil, money is bad, but as we're going to go over in the second episode with managing money, you know, the thing that is evil about money is the love of money, not the money itself, and that's something to remember, and that's something that I've been breaking down for a very long time now, and um, <laughs> as David was saying, <laughs> after we got married, and even before we got married, I just told him, like, I really have no idea about money. I don't want anything to do with it. It was, it was pretty bad. And um, he really had to help me and had to, it's kind of sad, but he would be the one to pay the bills and do everything. And I was the one kind of, like, learning on the side. And now I can help him and help us, like, pay the bills and making sure that things are on time. And um, I've been able to, like relieve a lot of that from David and it's now a lot of it is my responsibility and I'm happy to do that but it was really scary for me and I I feel like a lot of people listening to this could relate to this like maybe they had little to no knowledge about money and what money could do but also like what God says about money and how money is not evil but it can be a resource and a tool for him and not for us. So, kind of a long story, but that's kind of mine. Yeah, that's good, (laughs) What about you? I love it. Well, so I guess, you know, like, how I viewed money as a kid growing up, um, you know, I guess I really wasn't, like, affected that much with money when it, I just didn't really think about it, honestly. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, cool, like, we, like, we get presents underneath the tree, and I didn't realize that that, that had to be, like, paid for. I was like, oh, they just, just show appeared. up. <laughs> yeah, they just appeared, you know. Um, but I think, like, within my high school, you know, there, there wasn't a, really a class on budgeting or finances or money at oh, all. Really? So, yeah, no, we didn't have that. And uh, I graduated high school in 2012, so everybody. 2015. So there was a, I guess, I guess Leanne had had classes like that. I don't know, but in like three years of after my graduating, I guess the school systems caught up to what was lacking. But you know, um, but what those classes were kind of like, what do you call them? Electives. Yeah, there were elective, and there were classes that no one really cared about. It was just something to get by. Okay. So you have to think about that too. Like even though they had it, it wasn't the best. Yeah, and so you know, growing up, I really didn't know much about it. I really thought that they that things just show up. I didn't really understand like how they how they all came about, and you know, they just kind of appeared. But you know, um, as I started to get older, and um, you know, I I really took a a, a close stance with like my grandparents. Um, and my parents when it came to like money and stuff like that, you know, and so I began to learn um, a lot about it in, in a short amount of time, you know, and probably like, I think like my first inclination of like, oh, wow, like this can do that. You know what I mean? Like how money can be a tool and not just like being obsessed with it. Um, probably whenever I had to purchase my first like vehicle. You know, um, that was really hard and I really didn't understand it until, you know, I was 15 and I was like, oh my gosh. And I only paid like $2,000 for this vehicle. It was my very first truck. And so it was really, really hard. And I was like, I can't believe I'm handing this stranger all this money for this tin can. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that has wheels and that, you know, has a faded paint job. And so, you know, I think at that point, I really begin to understand the value and what it's all about and, you know, like how money can really make a difference or it can really, really hurt someone too mm-hmm. as well, you know, because I needed to like go to school and I needed to like go to work and see my friends. And so that truck allowed me to do that, uh, allowed me to live my life, but it wasn't possible until I handed over the money. So I had to trade, right? I had to trade um, something for something else, you know? And so I think that's a lot of times like how, how I view money is like, okay, like, you know, for every dollar, like, what is it going to trade into? Like, you know, or like some people say, oh, well, like, what can I get for a dollar? You know what I mean? And so I think whenever I first got my first like finance story that I just told you all, I really became aware of like, okay, like $20, you know, we'll pay for this or a hundred will pay for that or a hundred thousand will pay for that. And so that's kind of how I began to learn a little bit about money and like, okay, like I realized what it takes now, how can we make it? But that's all going to be a part of the managing money. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just talking about like how I viewed it. And then, and then as I got older, you know, I, and still to this day, I'm still learning and I'm still understanding the value that it has and the amount of work it can do for you instead of you working for it. But that's going to be the managing part. Oh, wow. That was I'm a already, good line. I'm already ahead of myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you tell that we're really excited for these episodes of money? And we're already talking about the statute one when we haven't even finished <laughs> one yet. Yeah, so, you know, I think that, like, how people view and, like, use their money really depends on a lot of how they view money as, you know. Yeah. A lot of people in this world are, like I said, like, money can be used for good and for evil, right? And so I think there's a lot of folks out there that are controlled by fear and greed. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they see money as, hey, like, I can make more to spend more. Yeah, I'm going to go out and make more so I can spend more on myself or on my whatever. And so that's exactly what they do. They go out and they work extra hard to to be able to spend more, you know, and to be able to do whatever they want with it, you know. And so a lot of times uh, greed and uh, fear takes place, you know, and also like the fear of like um, safety and insecurity and um, you know, the fear of like not being able to eat, all of that all comes down to, you know, how people view money. You yeah, know and I, I mean? feel like that's like two extremes, you know? Yeah. Like one is like, oh, how can I make more money for myself and for my family and, you know, for like selfish reasons? And then the other side is like, oh, how can I, how can I make sure I have the money to provide and to um, feed my family and to clothe and you know stuff like that so i feel like there's like two extremes but we didn't try to meet in the middle with a biblical worldview and um i guess we'll just go into it right okay so there's a resource that i i had found that pretty much outlined what we're going to talk about all about money and god together and it's from um before the cross.com and it was all in the money theory section so if you want to list that up we'll probably list it in the show notes too but the first one is that all money and wealth belong to god alone and he gives and blesses and he can also take it away so in deuteronomy ten fourteen, it says behold 
to the Lord your God belong to heaven and the heaven of heaven, the earth, with all that is in it. And that includes money and wealth and all of that. So everything that is on earth, everything that that you see or you don't see, it, it all belongs to him. Um, you want to read the second one? Yeah, sure. This is um, Deuteronomy uh, 8.18 again. And it says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So that's Deuteronomy 8.18. You know, and so I love these two verses, um, Deuteronomy 10.14 and Deuteronomy 8.18, because um, it really kind of paints a picture of like, you know, how money is viewed in God's eyes, how finances are viewed in God's eyes, and how mm-hmm. we should try to view it too. You know what I mean? And so basically like having that heart, having that spirit of, okay, like, you know, the Lord uh, gave me this and this is what it is, you know. And so, you know, I feel like I feel like the Lord wants, you know, wants the best for everybody. And and he wants us to learn as well, too. And so um, I read something in a book I was like just reading and it said that, you know, that like God wants us to live in our life, but like there's going to be a lot of struggles. And so a lot of people like wish that like, Oh, like I wish that like God would take this away or I wish that God would provide me with all this money. Or I wish that like I would win the lottery, like Lord, please help me win the lottery. Yeah. And reality is, is that God actually wants to walk with you through Mm -hmm. your journey, not just help you get from point A to point B. Yeah. And so I think it all goes back to like trusting him that, he can provide for you not oh you trust him that he's gonna give it all to you that you want and you'll be fine it's just like like he said you know we're gonna struggle in life we're gonna struggle financially or whatever it is it's just learning to lean on him and to trust in him that he will help us through in the struggles yeah and that also goes back to you know making sure that Money is not seen as an idol in your life. And that's something we'll get into a little bit deeper. But if money is an idol in your life, then God is not first. It's your money. And so that's something to remember that all the money and wealth belong to him. And he can bless you with it. And he also can take some of it away. That's something to always remember. And I feel like with that comes with humility. If people are, what's the opposite of humility oh prideful if people are prideful with their money then and yeah god didn't let them have it but at the same time it's it's the wrong heart posture of you know oh this is this is all my money i made this and you know someone did this to me and it's like not remembering that god was the one that blessed them with that money and so it's it's easy to fall into that trap of pride but it's harder to remember to stay humble and remembering that it all belongs to him. So, Hey, that's good. Okay, so um, the next point we have here, and like I said, we're going to try to keep all this simple, and we've, we've hoped that we've accomplished that so far. Um, the next point of this is, is God calls us to live without anything tying us down or holding us back. 
And that includes, you know, uh, getting rid of your debt, which I love this little section um, right here because, you know, we bring up more in depth, like I said, about how we became uh, debt free in episode uh, seven. episode seven. So you can go back and listen to that. It's probably one of our most listened to episodes <laughs> uh, ever, which is really amazing. But here are some Bible verses that talks about how God calls us to live without anything tying us down. It's Proverbs 22, seven, just as the rich rule the poor. So, so the borrower is the servant to the lender. And so, uh, Romans 13, eight is let no debt remain outstanding. Accept the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever love loves others has fulfilled the law. Wow. This is something that was kind of hard to read, especially in the the, the Proverbs twenty two seven, you know you know, the borrower the the person that borrows money is the servant to the lender. And that can be so hard to read because like anything that we have nowadays like that's super expensive like it can't be it seems like you can't get it unless you use a credit card all the time or you did a loan and you get what you want right but there's a better way you can you know be patient and or make sure that you realize your priorities are not whacked out or whatever um especially if you want something in your life but you can't afford it it's like okay you need to take a step back and be like, okay, I can't afford it, but maybe I can stay, save up for it, or I don't need it. And so, it can be really hard, and especially, you know, it's different. I think the exception is, you know, owning a home, like, you're always going to have a mortgage unless you save money, you pay off that mortgage, but I feel like that's the exception here, so don't feel like you're, we're, like, trying to make you feel bad if you have, you know, a mortgage or two mortgages or whatever, but um, it's just important to remember that you're still serving that lender that lent you the money or the credit card company that lent you the credit for you to have what you wanted so dang that's good and you can also by you know getting out from from underneath that that's requires you know paying them off developing developing a plan of action you know saving and paying down your debt, you know, um, but that's, but that's, like I said, that, that'll be more on the manage money episode, yeah. which we'll talk about next. So, you know, whenever we view money, basically, um, it can be viewed as just like these Bible verses talks about, uh, which is really, really powerful, you know? Um, and so if, if there's something that's, you know, that's too difficult or that, you can't seem to like break free from like whether that's debt or or trying to I don't know if you have a more mortgage bill or that you can't pay or that you have medical bills or that that your yeah. vehicles I don't know like whatever your story is whatever your case may be if you ever feel like you know you can't handle it or that you're getting overwhelmed you know um it is real important to to go to God in prayer um, and it's also good to contact a friend or family or a financial advisor that could possibly, you know, or someone you, that you trust, you know, that's a little bit knowledgeable over the topics about money and so that you can get a plan, um, you know, starting, starting today, you know, cause I feel like without a plan, it's really difficult to help you and help others to feel that feeling of freedom and the feel, the feel, feel the feeling of 
you know, getting out for, from underneath the lenders. And, yeah. you know, um, I will say whenever we, you know, paid off those credit cards, it was amazing. It was the best feeling ever. And we still have this, like, to this day, have not gotten ourselves out of hand. We haven't gotten rolled over debt, you know. We've used the credit cards some, but, but like, we've paid them off instantly because it, we're... It, it was more intentional, too. Yeah. And so it... That feeling of freedom is something that is really amazing uh, and that like we want you all to feel that way too. But to be able to get started, you've got to understand and how you view money has to change uh, a little bit and yeah. t- to be able to move forward. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to point out before we move on to the next point, because this does tie into the next point, is um, you know if you have a lot of debt, you have a lot of you know, money that's holding you down, the more harder it is to give to God. And then also if God calls you to give to others or the church or a cause um, or to someone in need, um, it's a, the more harder it is. And, and, you know, living as a Christian, you know, he called for us to give generously. We can't give generously if we're tied down so hard and we can't get out of that, that hole but only God can help you, right? And then, you know, there could be deeper underlying problems, you know, that has to be brought up and fit, you know, and maybe, you know, have a town floor or someone that can help you out of that. You know, you maybe their spending habits, you know, wanting expensive stuff all the time, using your credit cards too much, and you can't pay them off. Um, maybe your view of money, like David said, or more, you know, it kind of shows that, it shows God that we don't even trust him with the money that we have and that he has given to us and that we're being impatient and we just want whatever we want right then and there. So that's something to pray about and to remember that the reason why the Bible calls for us to not be tied down is so that we can be doing good to others and to, to give to others, not just for ourselves and like in a selfish way or to feel good, but... You know, it's so that we can pour into others what God has poured into us. Dang, Leanna, that's good. Like it. Yeah, so kind of like how Leanna was saying is God gives us the money, uh, you know, to use it wisely or not wisely. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. It's your choice. But, you know, we view money as a tool and a resource. Uh, and with good stewardship and alignment with his word and with the goals of your family and your loved ones close by, you know, money should be viewed as a tool and a resource. Um, and that's pretty much all, you know, is is it's just as a tool in your tool bag, like or a <laughs> utensil in your drawer, in your kitchen drawer, a fork, <laughs> a fork, you know, that's how we have started to view money instead of you know, obsessing over it or obsessing about, oh, what we don't have or how can we get more? It's like, well, you know, we're viewing it as that so that we can put the tool, put the money to good use so that it can work for us, you know? And so that's kind of how it's going to be played out. Um, You know, and so, you know, as followers of Jesus, you know, we're called to manage our money uh, and he has given it to us uh, as a resource and a tool for his mission, for his purpose, you know, and his mission, his purpose is very simple. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how, kind of what we're called to do is just to help you guys, uh, simplify your mission and to help you 
really discover your mission uh, according to his purpose and his plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we think managing money, managing your money is, uh, and viewing your money is a part of that too. So that's why we're talking about this within the simple mission. And we feel like it's relevant um, to it, you know? Um, And so basically like the goals that you set with yourself after listening to this, like, oh, wow. Okay. Like I, I, I'm going to change my view of money. Like, it's not so scary. It's not so complicated. Like, it's fairly simple to understand, you know. Um, and so, basically, like, what's what's next? You know, after you kind of understand about it, um, you know, we're going to kind of go into the next little discussion with, you know, uh, really with kind of how Leanna was saying about how um, giving back um, – to others mm-hmm. um, is super important. So Yeah. So one last little quote that was on that one before we move on, it says this, every decision that you make with money, whether it's selling, buying, giving, or investing, it all reveals your status of your relationship with God and your true view of the money that he's given you. So that's the quote. <laughs> Uh, before we end the episode, we have to, you know, address the big elephant in the room. What about what about tithing, right? So this is pretty interesting in what we researched and found about tithing, and it kind of burst like a huge bubble in my head that I, you know, believed in, you know, for years and years. Um, kind of crazy. So you might, you know, it's just. Just be be aware. <laughs> Make sure you're sitting down or something <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> but here's this. If you grew up in church or you know anything about it or you didn't, so we are, you know, the church says we're called to give, what, 10%, right, of our, of our income, everything that we have every week or every month, whatever you choose to, you give 10% of it, right? So we found this resource from um, online call.question.org and any questions that you have, you know, about the Bible, what God says about this and this and that, you can type it out and I'm pretty sure the question is there and, you know, it's a biblical answer with all the Bible verses to back it up and it's such a cool um, resource. I've used it a lot in the last year or so. But we went there and, you know, we, we typed out, you know, what does God say about money and how we should handle it and how much, you know, are we supposed to tithe or whatever. And so this is going to surprise you. So in the Old Testament, you know, God commanded the Israelite to tithe everything that they had, their livestock, like, you know, the animal, their food, their income and more. You know, tithe is actually uh, in Hebrew. It means a tenth, like a tenth of everything you have, right? So 10%, 10% of it all, everything, right? But in the New Testament, there is no command saying to give to God 10%. Let that sink in right now. <laughs> I read that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so true. It's nowhere in the New Testament that says you have to give 10%. It doesn't even reference like the Old Testament, you know how like there's like quotes in the old in the New Testament about something that the Old Testament say. Well, there there's no quote of like, oh well, 
weird holiday of the 10%. It's just like in the old days of Moses or whatever. So that, like, blew my mind. What about you? Yes, I was definitely shocked. I mean, did you know that at all? Well, uh, no, kind of, but not really. Like, I've heard heard different pastors, you know, I've heard a lot of different pastors in my short little life say, like, oh, like, you know, like, we're called to give 10%. And I've heard, like, oh, like, you're called to give whatever God has put on your heart to give. Yeah. So I've heard two different things. And so it's kind of hard to, like, decipher which one's which. But however, now this is my this is my one thing that will, people will say. Well, if you believe the Bible, then you believe the whole Bible. You can't just believe the New Testament. However... This oh, is wow. Some, Are you trying to challenge me here? Yeah. However, <laughs> this is all found and written, and a lot of this stuff uh, is written, like, whenever Jesus was on earth, whenever, like, you know, we have all of the, 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 the writings of Paul and everything. And this is all kind of clumped up into, you know, how God told the Israelites before Jesus came to die on the cross, like, hey, like, what you had to, to do yeah. to give back. But I have, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. So back in the Old Testament, you know, if they followed all of the tradition and the commandments and all the things that they had to do that God told them from the covenant of the old te- of the old covenant back in the Old Testament, don't you feel like they were just doing it because they were told to do it? You know, isn't that like almost like the wrong way to do it over time? Like I'm sure they were like, yeah, we didn't do God because he's the one that saved us and brought us out of Egypt and all of that. But don't you think over time, over the years, over centuries, that it became mundane? It became, okay, we have to do this because we always did it this way. But it's not out of the heart. It's not, you know, it's not true to their, like, it's not like, it's not like they're like, Oh, I want to do it because I want to. It's, I want to do it because I have to. Right. So it's not saying that we don't believe in the whole Bible when we say, oh, in the New Testament, it doesn't say to give 10%. But it's important to obviously read the Old Testament and read back to before Jesus was here to save us, you know, what they had to do back then in order to, I guess, atone for their sin because they weren't perfect. Yeah, and because Jesus, there was no, there was no middleman between humans and the God. Yeah. So wow, that's crazy. I mean, if you want to just get me started, I will. Oh. <laughs> um. So basically, it just says, you know, obviously there's no command to give to die ten percent in the New Testament, but all it does speak about is having a relationship with God will enable you to give generously. Not reluctantly or out of obligation, but with a cheerful heart. And that is found in Second Corinthians 9, 7. So whatever that you decide in your heart for you and your family, it's only through prayer and wisdom from God. Whether or not you stick with the 10%. So your relationship with the Lord, and especially with money, your view on money, you know, that all depends on whether or not you want to give you know, out of the abundance of your heart, not because you are obligated or, you know, you're told what to do, but it's with a cheerful heart. I want to give this because God has told me this and we agreed as a family we're going to give this. You know, it doesn't matter if it's 10% or not. But David has something else. Yeah, so, um, you know, on the, on the 
very, you know, uh, it also talks about in the Bible how um, the lady, the one widow with the one oh, penny, yeah. right? Yeah. Or what was it? It's a parable, right? Yeah. Jesus talks about it. The difference between her story, I feel like, in the overall picture of what we're trying to paint is that literally that was all she had. That was all she had. And so this is not, she didn't like cut the coin in half. She didn't cut it in like a pie with tenths. So her heart was true there. And literally that was all of this woman had. So basically there's a story in the Bible where um, I think Jesus was teaching in the temple or something. And he's talking about this and there's a woman that comes up. And, and says, hey, like, this is all I have. I want to give. And then Jesus looks at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and says, see, this woman can give everything she has, but you can't give anything back. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but we're going to have to find it and put put it in the description yeah, below yeah, yeah. where the story is. But so that's different. You know, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different background. That's a whole different idea. That's a whole different teaching from from this 10% to relationship with God talking, you know? Yeah. And so, which they're both really good examples, mm-hmm. um, you know? And so it also says, you know, um, basically uh, it says to give with like what you make um, in the New Testament. And then um, in 1 Corinthians sixteen two, it says, uh, on the first day of every week, each of you put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there is so that there will be no collecting when I come, you know? And so I feel like that this can be applied to the church and this can be applied to our household is like, this is a really good view on finances when it comes to, you know, like, well, how do I view it? Like, Hey, like, you know, whenever you want to give, um, put something aside to give, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily needs to be 10% or five or whatever, but it's basically out of the abundance of your heart. Yeah. You know, put something aside for the church, put something aside to a good cause, put something yeah. aside to a charity, Yeah. you know, um, and giving back and, uh, is super important. Yeah. You know, um, we, we feel like 10% is, can be, um, I guess an opinion now, even though it was in the Bible, uh, however, <laughs> however, it was at the time period where there wasn't a middleman between humans and God. Yeah. So they had to like be able to get in contact with God and that was the way that they did it. Yeah. And that was the way that they had provided in order to, you know, for them to live like where they lived so that in, like they were giving it to the temple so that they can use it for the kingdom. And it says that in teen Solomon kingdom that no one was poor no one relied on the government or it wasn't government at the time what do you call that the kingship or i no, think so or, what, or there was no i'm not sure um, what they call oh that gosh, back what then. is that called like now like what is that called With the parliament or something <laughs> i don't know that's in great britain um you know like whether they rely on money like the government money there's like a word for it, and I can't think of it, but there was none of that in Teen Solomon's kingdom. Like, whenever he reigned, like, no one was poor. Everyone had a house. Everyone had everything they needed. And so it's kind of crazy to see that after that, it, it was, there was a downfall of, like, everybody. Everyone, you know, messed up, and, yeah, you know. You know what I'm trying to say. But in all of this, you know, we do think that, 
you know, 10%, it's a good basis and a starting point, you know, for any new believers, anyone listening, um, and also for long-time believers, it does help with being disciplined and to give and also to help realize that everything that you have is from God, it's not yours, so I can see, like, why people still apply that in their life, like, so that there wasn't, there's not going to be a, like, long period of time that you don't give, you know, it's kind of weird to say this, but it's, everyone has their own personal, you know, you know, prayer and relationship with God that they may do something different versus other people that may give 10% every week or every month or whatever. But it's just a good way to, you know, be disciplined and to remember to give because it's not all yours, you know. Um, but, you know, if you are called to give more, that's awesome. But remember just not the tithing the 10% and then you give it and then you say okay I'm done for the week you know I mean do you have anything to add for that one yeah I guess just like don't like make it a law with yourself you know maybe some maybe some months you can give more maybe some months less but realize that that we think that's probably a good starting point but you know it's not you're not I guess committing a crime or a sin if you don't give 10% oh because it's we've basically gone through of why. Yeah, you you're know? putting like a legalistic like view in your mind about money. Like, oh, if I don't give ten percent, God hates me, you know. Or God, God is gonna say I am selfish and He's gonna take away everything that I have. So I need to give every single time ten percent. So that's almost like out of fear, but not out of a cheerful heart, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I guess um, to kind of wrap things up a little bit, <laughs> that <was> a little <laughs> heated, so we don't get uh, bunny trailed here. You know, uh, being generous and, and giving back is something that's super important, and that it can be viewed with money, along with money, like how you view money, how you view giving back and tithing. You know, uh, it all comes wraps around together in that it can be very simple. Um, and you know, if you're struggling with it, or if you're a little afraid to do any of this that we've talked about or to like break free from something, you know, reach out to a friend or family member or an advisor, somebody that somebody that like you trust that can help you out. But we hope that we've helped you out some. I know that Leanne and I's eyes have been both opened with how we view money in the past call it year or so. And so we wanted to be able to help you all um, have a different viewpoint on that too. Yeah. And um, before we like let y'all go, I want to let you know that in the next episode where we talked about money in part two, we're going to talk about how we should manage it biblically. And that goes into saving, investing, retirement, and all of that. And we also do address the love of money and how we can handle that. So is that all we have to say today? Yep, I think so. So we hope that you enjoy this episode and let us know if you want more than what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.